Test, test, test. All right, we're live. What's up? All right. Bam, ba, bam, bam. Waiting for, we're waiting for our main guest today. But we have a really, I'm really excited to actually have uh, a really cool guest on and be able to interview him for the page and for, uh, you know, what he has to say, his experience. So we'll wait till he hops on and go from there. Should be shortly. Hello. So we're just waiting for uh, our guests to join. Yeah, buddy. All right. Welcome, Madison. Welcome to the chat. Um, Today's gonna be an exciting one. You kind of already know who we're having on, but I'm excited for all my guests to hop on, or you know, the audience to hop on. Have a good conversation with our guest. Kind of break it down, shoot the shit. Um, let's see. Uh, so how do I sound? Good. Sweet, 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 honey. So, um, so before we get into it, I do want to say if you, if to all the viewers that are going to watch this after it's aired, um, if you're interested in content where we get to interview different guests, um, with a more formal format instead of me just driving everywhere, uh, please do comment in that video below if you like that type of style. Um, and then on the reels that come out, the little reels that I'll be pushing out, um, please comment on those because those are going to be also another form of content to get your uh, juices flowing, to get all the info that was kind of in this interview if you're not so much of a long format type person. And Instagram isn't always the greatest uh, long format, I guess, type uh, deal. Ooh, 
Do, do, do. So we'll wait for him to join in a little bit and we'll get the interview started. So I'm really excited. Uh, so if you are interested though, I did just drop uh, about two weeks ago, maybe a week ago actually, um, some new merch. I have some holiday merch. Uh, Thanksgiving did pass, but uh, we do have some, I think it's a uh, gobble, lift, and repeat, or lift, gobble, repeat. And it's a uh, turkey with a squatting. So if you're interested in some goofy merch, we also have Santa doing some chest presses. Uh, so if you're interested in that, we'll, uh, we'll uh, check it out then, you know? Um, that... And then the other designs that I have, those took a little bit more time. I really put some grease, elbow grease into it. So if you guys want to check it out, see what you like. Um, right now, um, the traffic has been a little bit uh, higher than usual. So we might be running a sale soon. Um, I don't really participate in Black Friday sales. So we'll see. So we invited our guests. We're gonna invite we invited our guest. Let's let's break it down. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's get you in here. If you want to request to join, uh, Mister Mister Norton, we'll get the we'll get the interview started. We'll chat it all up. Hello. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm going to switch it to the other side. No worries. No there. worries. How are you? Thank you for joining. Thank you for coming on. I'm actually really excited. Um, so uh, before we get into it, I want to formally introduce you before we kind of start chatting it up. Um, and I do have some questions that I'd like to ask you, and I'm sure the viewers would be interested too. Um, so if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, you're ranked number three in New England right now. Soon to yep. be number two, I bet. Uh, you have yes. four wins, one loss, zero draws. You're a pro MMA fighter. You're fly. You're a flyweight class, and you're about 126 pounds. Absolute yeah. animal. That's beast. And you fight out of Ascension. I actually grew up in that area of Bristol, so um, I've checked out the gym before and whatnot. Jeff is a great dude. He's a good mentor for everybody in the Bristol community. Um, did I miss anything? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you got it. Basically it. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm actually really, really uh, excited to have, have you on as a guest and kind of start uh, talking with you and stuff. So uh, I know you mentioned uh, that you were doing a promotion, a promotional gig. Um, so how does that work for MMA when you start, or any, I guess, combat sport, once you start kind of getting into the professional side? Is that like uh, just photography, videography, and getting your reels together and things like that? Yeah, so it's a uh, uh, for me at least it's like it'll be one of two things. It'll either be the promotion okay. like during fight week, we'll we'll they'll like put together like a little thing for you, um, and then they'll they'll put that out, or they'll like make a highlight of you know past wins and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll put it out that way. 
or you get like a more independent uh, thing. One of the guys in our gym is actually a, a videographer and okay. also a videographer. Um, and he, he just enjoys doing it. And he's like, hey, man, like, let's let's get your name out there more, get something get something done. And he's done it with me and a, a few other fighters as well. Uh, so stuff like that. Either yeah. more particular with a promotion. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I was looking through your Instagram and I was like, damn, like, that's pretty sick. Like, you got... I saw one video where you were like shadow boxing and you had like, you know, almost like a fog machine and the lights and you're in like yeah. an octagon. I was like, damn, that's, that's real deal. Like this yeah, is going to be Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So I guess uh, my first question for you, what got you into combat sports? What was that, that thing that kind of motivated you? Um, I think it's a mixture of things. Um, but I, I think initially it was, uh, I, I've always like, I've always been a person that like take things apart, mm -hmm. um, like kind of break things down, kind of like an analytical mind. And I always, uh, in the hobbies and things I did before fighting, I always, that was like my favorite part of it uh, overall. And, you know, switching to, hold on one second. No worries. <laughs> I don't want my cat to just attack me. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I always like breaking things down and, and figuring out how to do things better, in a sense. Okay. And, um, and, and watching, like, the depth uh, that comes from combat sports mm -hmm. and how far down the rabbit hole you can go with things, mm -hmm. uh, really kind of just, like, pulled me in, like, a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's sick. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I boxed for four, three, four years when I was in middle school, so I definitely understand that. It's very, like – a lot of people think, oh, no, you fight like MMA fighters or wrestlers. They just, and it's like, they're just grabbing. And I'm like, no, it's technical. Like it's biomechanics at the end of the day. Like it, it can, especially when you get into like uh, jujitsu, especially I've dabbled in jujitsu a little bit, taking a few classes here and there. And uh, it's mm -hmm. complicated. And those, like, when you start getting technical and people, you know, it's almost like twister, you're pretzeling and you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's definitely cool. So it's cool that you're, on the more technical side, because a lot of people have this uh, misnomer that it's just bashing brains in, which I mean, yeah. some to accept, I'm guessing, obviously, but yeah, yeah, it, it's like it's for me. Um, I've always kind of viewed it as like a yin and yang type of mm -hmm. like a field where it's like Definitely. too much of one. Like if you're too all fight, like I'm just gonna bite down on an mouthpiece and throw, and that's bad. And then being too technical is also bad. It's yeah. The fighters that can mix it the most is are usually the, the most successful. Definitely. Uh, um, sure. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, where did you uh, where did you grow up specifically in so I, Bristol, right? In Bristol, yeah. I grew up in Bristol. I grew up uh, in uh, Hull Street. I grew up all over Bristol. We kind of moved around as I got, um, you know, through the age and stuff. I worked at the Walgreens that just shut down on uh, oh. the corner over there yeah for years when i was yeah. in high school and stuff so i've well, always what, what year oh uh, what i'm sorry what year did you uh graduate high school i wonder how close we are uh, 2017 oh okay okay yeah i, I grew up in Perryville, but um, okay i spent my time in uh bristol because all my my friends lived there hell yeah so. hell yeah that's what's up it's great to have uh people because bristol is such a like Bristol is such a diverse uh, city in kind of where we're at in Connecticut. So it's really cool mm -hmm. to like see somebody coming up in that professional, like, 
aspect of sports and stuff like that. You know, we had, we had a few NFL players, I won't say any names, but you know, we had a few NFL players. Um, and it's cool to see that somebody who's like very honorable kind of taking up the mantle in a, in a, in an awesome sport. I don't know. I'm a more, I love combat sports over the traditional stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was something else that pulled me towards combat sports as well as like, uh, team sports and never really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how hard I, I do, how hard I play and uh, how good I do, if the team sucks, then I suck, you know. Yeah. Or that's the thing that it always gave to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, jujitsu and wrestling and mm-hmm. boxing, it's team individual. You still get that team feel because yeah. you need the people around you to, like, get you there. But mm-hmm. it's really all just on you at the end of the day. And yeah. I, I like that much more. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've noticed, too, like, when I was boxing and stuff that, like, now, team sports help you, I guess, teamwork-wise, obviously, but, like, I feel like boxing and any combat sport, you really have to, like, go through a lot of mental barriers, and yeah. it builds up self-esteem in a real aspect, you know, yeah. a lot of times, so I feel like that, it translates well into, you know, regular life. If you look at, like, even Mike Tyson, which is probably one of the most, like, well-known boxers of, I guess, mm-hmm. our era, you know, he's very philosophical now, very, like, wise, and it probably came along from coming from, you know, where he came from initially and going through combat sports, life experiences, the wealth, and then going to jail and stuff like that. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely, um, you know, uh, the his, one of his ex-coaches, uh, uh, Teddy Atlas, he, mm-hmm. he calls the ring the chamber of truth. Yeah. And it, it really kind of speaks to what, um you know pushing yourself because combat sports in general like it, like kitty corners you there's no there's no excuse other than it, it's all on you yeah you know, if, you, if you fail it's you that failed that's it yeah you know it, and it's the way you prepare yourself from six weeks out you know if your mm-hmm. if your diet is bad you're not doing enough cardio those things get to mm-hmm. be shown in the truth and Definitely. that's something is a lot really hard for people to like get in a in a team sense and a yeah. lot of people they're say of boxing and kickboxing mm-hmm. and jiu-jitsu, they get that that like oh shit this is yeah this is hard for me yeah. alone yeah definitely <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's it's definitely uh interesting but your perspective is really cool because i feel like not a lot of people discuss this side of martial arts again going back to people will even discuss technicalities but even like big name podcasts or big name uh like commentators they don't really get into kind of the philosophical side that like, you know, and a good coach that's not talked about a lot either is a good coach will mm-hmm. kind of talk to you about your blind sides. Like if they see you're struggling and grappling, especially with MMA, cause you have so many different principles you have to tie together. You know, if they, a good coach will see where you're struggling and build that up at least to get yeah. you defensive enough to be able to work with it, you know? Um, yeah. It's it's so it's there's so many different avenues of losing and that's another great thing that's so exciting about um, uh, combat sports is you know in football there's only one way there's really only one way to win and that's to score many points I mean there's I know there's variabilities to get to those scoring yeah. points but there's so many ways to lose in MMA definitely you know there's so many different avenues that can happen on just the losing side not even definitely. getting to the um, and some ways to win too, so it gives that it gives that excitement that people don't know what are gonna don't know what's gonna happen from one minute to the next minute. So yeah, definitely. Um, 
yeah and that and it's fucking great you know <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah so uh so i have another question for you uh so mm-hmm. being now a professional fighter um mm-hmm. what does a typical day of training look like do you have like a dietitian now like is it super regimented or are you still kind of free to kind of experiment with your flow um i have a pretty flexible schedule because okay. you know fighting is fighting is my main source of income yeah. uh, as well as teaching Definitely. um so uh, other than the cl- other than the classes that i have to teach uh, on those certain days i'm pretty free to schedule workouts in any way i want mm-hmm. um but i generally stick to uh two two day workouts roughly Sometimes three in my body feels good. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot of fighting is kind of about managing injuries and not avoiding them as much <laughs> anymore. Because um, <laughs> the sport's designed to hurt people and yeah. hurt bodies. It happens, of course. So it's a, it's a lot of play by ear um, yeah. for me personally and listening to my body more. Definitely. That's a great thing that I've learned as getting <laughs> getting a little in my body more. Um, but a normal day, I usually wake up. Seven eight o'clock, have breakfast, which is generally protein based because gotcha. I need to yeah. um, go through there that way. Around twelve o'clock, I'll have a little bit of a snack, um, uh, generally a carb that I can uh, burn up quickly for my first workout, which is around like one o'clock. And then six o'clock, I I'm either teaching or training, and then from six o'clock to about ten o'clock, nine thirty ten o'clock, I'm done for the day. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'll get an extra workout in if, if, again, my body feels good earlier in the morning. Um, And then a lot of my time I spend that I'm not working out, I'm also studying techniques, studying my own film, studying my opponent's film, stuff like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I guess um, when you like get – because I know like I have friends who are bodybuilders. They're a totally different sport. But – they have like their off season where they're just kind of training. And then once they go into in season, like usually depending, you know, 16 weeks, out is kind of a longer time frame. but they'll start getting super, super strict and cutting down. Is that kind of how it is for you with like dropping weight or gaining weight kind of thing? Or is it still again? So it's, um, it, it's a little, it, it's not 16 weeks, 16 weeks is way too far up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most it's either in camp or out of camp for me. Okay. Um, and that's really kind of uh, in camp. The, the real difference between the two is just um, really having focused training to the uh, the task at hand or the problem at hand. Okay. Um, so if, if I'm going against somebody who has a very interesting style or maybe they, they throw or have a really uh, good setup that they like to use to mm-hmm. land whatever they need to land, then a lot of the camp will be how to nullify his strengths enough for me to implement my game. Gotcha. Whereas when I'm working, it's more generalized training to mm-hmm. build my overall skill. Um, so that could be either working on areas that I'm not good in or working in areas that we feel like the sport isn't good in so that gotcha. I can uh, exploit those, those weaknesses as mm-hmm. they go. Or it could be an area that I'm straight up bad in. Or <laughs> so it's just a kind of plug the holes in the ship a little bit more and do some key type of stuff. Definitely. Um, and then as well, I cut weight and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, even, I don't know, from my perspective, even working out, just trying to like eat a little bit less and just do more cardio sucks. I can imagine having to do like the sauna and like, you know, 
I've, I, yeah. I remember wrestlers in high school, they would put like tape, duct tape trash bags to their body and just like sit yeah. in like the sauna for hours just to try to lose the water weight before, you know, a tournament or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yep, definitely. It's not fun. <laughs> Working out the food amount and having less calories is yeah. never easy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I can imagine. So every, so every, uh, everybody always talks about like the heavyweight side of the sport, you know, up, up, upper, upper weight class. But yeah. I've heard that the lower weight class are where like the real pit bulls are, the real guys who are just feisty as hell. Because again, yeah. from the conditioning, weight, drop in weight and stuff, but then the cardio aspect, I can only imagine how fast and agile you have to be at that, yeah. you know, to be effective at that weight range. Is that pretty accurate yeah. that they're very tenacious? Yeah, so uh, uh, this is something I talk about a lot with my training partners and friends and, and stuff like that. Um, Gen- and I think it's a, a development issue for heavyweights, Definitely. personally, um, because what happens a lot, at, at least in my opinion, and when I teach people as well, I've noticed this, is that people that have, like, that devastating, like, power okay. uh, in every slot, they, they often, it's harder for them to get over that learning curve of being really good at striking because mm-hmm. that knockout power it, they don't need to learn how to throw a really good punch when yeah. every punch can knock somebody out. So yeah. like, there's no point. Yeah. Um, whereas you get lower down the weight classes, you'll see a bump up in skill, speed, the ability to scramble and sling exchanges. Um, and that is also paired with cardio because you need cardio to have speed and scrambliness and um, lots of combinations you'll see more in the lower weight classes. Definitely. So that's, as you go down, because of those of um, the different attributes that a smaller body can give, we try and we try and enhance those as much as possible. So that'll be better technique, better yeah, cardio, for sure, like that. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm trying to use every unit of my body, where they only have to use eighty percent of yeah, their body. Definitely, definitely. That's and again, going back to the mindset, like trying to find every little advantage that you can get humanly within yourself, within the sport, mm-hmm. within technique and, you know, physicality. Because like, so yep. we were doing uh, boxing, Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu in, uh, in my deployment to Africa. And uh, one of our other uh, members there, he was a ex, ex-army ranger. He was a sapper. He was like, just this like 250, just a Hulk, like an ox. Mm-hmm. And I remember like we were doing kicking drills and, you know, I'm about 180, so I'm not, like, super, super heavy, but I'm not super light either. And I remember holding that pad up, and he was going, boom, boom. And uh, he, like, we asked him, like are, like, are you going light? He's like, yeah, this is me going, like, pretty light. So uh, I can only imagine, like, you know, and he, I mean, he did uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a long time. So he was really, really good at it. I rolled with him a lot, and he was just a technical yeah. beast, too. But yeah. I can imagine that same kind of thing, just wanting to be an ox and, a, you know, a bull in a china shop and then yep. you, that one punch, that one grapple or whatever, and you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've met, a, I've met a bunch of people that, that, um, you know, they're just, they're, and they're not, I'm not saying they're not fantastic and technical fighters, but you know, you can see it at the highest level. Somebody like Derek Lewis at the highest level is everybody's scared of his power. So, <laughs> so it's, he can knock you out with anything. So yeah. why just more than, than that if he's already at the highest level, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Definitely. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so who would you recommend as at, now that you're 
uh, pursuing your career here, who would you recommend? What sort of person would you recommend to pursue MMA? Um, what characteristics? God, Whew, that's <laughs> sorry. No, that, no, that's a good. It's a good question. Um, something that is like re, and I'm sure you felt this when you were um, when you did a uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, is like it, it. It can appeal to such a wide range of mm-hmm. uh, of people for so many different reasons. And like you'll get that guy who's a bull in a china shop, and he just he just wants to be aggressive, and that's yes. great for him. Um, and then you'll have a person who's more of an athlete, right? He's just really, really like buckled down and loves the the fact that he can uh, get a great workout in and mm-hmm. do something that's stimulating at least a little bit to the mind. Um, and then you'll also get like the more artist side where they, they really just love the art of jujitsu or mm-hmm. the art of fighting where they really yeah. get deep into it. Um, so it's tough to say like nail down that, but all of them across the board have are generally disciplined um, and and have a non-care for damage to their body. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the, the other thing is just like, man, man, like a mental strength and having that uh, mindset of like, okay, there's a problem in front of me. I need to overcome that problem, whether it's being aggressive being an artist or being more of a an athlete overall cool cool definitely that's a really good answer i like that because you're you know you're you're answering to all the different kinds of minds that are going to come into these kinds of sports and stuff which is good because again different different arts different different reasons why you come in some people like you said Mm -hmm. you know yeah and and then the other beautiful thing about it is that you get to see how that person's style is overall Mm -hmm. like it's Martial arts is really an art at the end of the day, yeah. and each person's, like, I don't know, I guess projection of how they fight is kind of a representation of how they think and feel Definitely. and why they think. Definitely. Cool. Definitely. So you mentioned teaching. Um, have mm-hmm. you, with any of your students, any classes that you touch, have, teach, excuse me, um, have you noticed that breakthrough moment where, like, they're struggling with a technique or they're struggling with something, and then all of a sudden – something the the you know the wires cross and they're like oh that's what i'm supposed to do that like that's how i get it done and then they just like almost like it just clicks perfectly yeah yeah and it's uh i get that a lot with uh with people and i it's uh interesting you know like going up through like the school system and and then i I taught uh skateboarding previously and then i did to get good at uh fighting i started teaching for fighting too um and across the board i've noticed that it's such a like a dual pairing uh mm-hmm. or it's like a symbiotic relationship where uh the way i'm teaching and the way he's listening or taking it uh, maybe i have to change it and it, and maybe he has to change the way he's responding or thinking yeah, about it definitely. once we hit that stride i'm on it and then you keep hammering down that that same way to how, how he understands so i'm going to teach the way that he, he understands definitely and, and I've learned that from personal experience with with teachers. With me, some pe- some teachers just don't come off well with me, mm-hmm. or Definitely. I don't understand the way that they 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 do things. And then we'll have a conversation or two about it. I'm like, oh, I get it now. You yeah. Know? And then, so hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That principle that you just mentioned about like teaching people based on how they're going to learn and kind of hammering once you find out, you know, hammering that in. I feel like mm-hmm. I know people who've gotten master degrees 
to try to learn mm -hmm. that. And the fact that you're, you know, just beginning your career and already picking that up with your students and within your craft is really exceptional. So I know that you're kind of actually you. aware, you know, you're right. I can see that you actually genuinely care about your students, genuinely care about the art, genuinely care about what you're doing. So that's actually really, really cool. Cause yeah. um, actually I'm down in uh, down South for some training for a leadership course. And we've kind of dabbled in that kind of uh, learning styles and communication styles, kind of the same mm -hmm. thing. And uh, the fact that, you know, we're going through a formal school to teach that, but you pick that up on your own, you know, that's brilliant, dude. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you're welcome, it. You're uh, anyway, I, I learn as well from like watching my Jeff teach as well. Yeah, and definitely, you know, I watch a lot of instructionals on mm -hmm. just, you know, MMA technique and, yeah. and seeing how people can respond to that, stuff like that. And also my own experience of going through the school system and being taught in different ways. So, definitely. Um, but yeah, the, the most important thing when, when I'm trying to teach is just if you can understand it, then you can learn it on your own. But if yes, you can't understand true. whatever, and if you got to understand by watching or feeling or, or yeah. both or metaphors yeah. and what you got to do, whatever you got to do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's only so many penguins on the iceberg. So you got to find a way to, you know, mm -hmm. burn it into the brain. Um, yep. So I have, one, I have a few more questions for you. Um, so hmm. this one's another loaded one. So uh, in about five years from now, where do you see your career going and where do you want your career to kind of go? Um, I would love to be uh, in the UFC <laughs> within five years or yeah. one FC. I would be, I'm, I'm open to one FC as well. Um, uh, you know, I'd also like to be uh, way more self-sufficient and self-sustained money-wise and in other amenities like food, uh, stuff like that. So I just trying to like uh, streamline my life overall. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, financially, you know, physically with the with that and and my course uh, career as well. Definitely. Um, and I'd and I'd like to retire around thirty five. Hell um, yeah. It's kind of like the the hard limit for me because yeah. that's generally the athletic prime of men, yeah. and I don't want to I don't want to you know what do they they say it all the time as a uh, uh this you either retire from the sport or the sport retires you yeah <laughs> and i'd rather from the sport um yeah. and still have a, a good healthy mind while hell, yeah. hell yeah definitely that's uh, uh, those are some great goals i really like that i really like that you uh you know a lot of people don't know uh i've seen this on the military side a little bit is like it's they're afraid mm -hmm. to let go when that's all they've known and that's all that their purpose mm -hmm. is so yeah. you, you being aware enough to be like, okay, once I've had my fun, once I've achieved what I want, I'm ready. I'm going to step back and, you know, pivot into a different um, perspective. That's really cool that you're trying to gear for that, you know? Um, yeah, it's, um, we, I do, I also do uh, like mindset training a lot and okay. on the psychological side. And that's something that we've, we've talked about as a, cause we do group sessions and in private sessions. Okay. Um, and uh, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, not trying to attach your identity to the fact mm -hmm. that you're a fighter, yeah. because then when you can't fight anymore, then then who am I? Like, yeah, I'm exactly. Just a person again, yeah. but so just trying to not put all your eggs in one basket yeah. and kind of uh, spread them out more. Well said. So. Well said. Um, so, do you? Sorry that I'm jumping around to different types of questions. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever mm -hmm. see yourself fighting in a heavier weight class, like? a way heavier, like trying to, you know, bulk up 
a lot or or, or like bantam weight like drop down really crazy uh, um uh so that's a good question um i definitely wouldn't bulk up crazy um i'm at 25 right now and i walk around if i'm not watching my food at all i walk around like 155 okay um so and that's so it's like about a 20 to 25 pound cut um but it the only, i'd probably go up to 35 only if i was forced to body wise um, you know i'm just about getting to the end of like you know men growing i'm 26 now um but if i get to the point where it's like truly detrimental and it just doesn't seem feasible to make 25 anymore then i'd have to bulk up so that i can cut down to 35 but um i'd prefer to stay at 25 because i i have a very i'm very tall and very long for 25 um so if i can hold that advantage i'd rather keep that advantage hell yeah oh yeah that's awesome so i have some I have some uh, matchups for you. All right. Okay. So, uh, in your mind, how would you see this going in a modern day? Like, uh, I'm trying to think because they're all from different, I guess, uh, styles or whatever. Uh, two of yeah. them are kind of goofy. One of them, I feel like, is pretty serious. So, Mike Tyson versus John Jones, um, like a bare knuckle. Um, I want. Hold on, hold on, I lost you. <laughs> One second, I, lo- I can't hear you, brother. <laughs> can't hear you. Oh, oh now I can. can. Sorry about yep, that. I got you. All right. So Mike Tyson versus John Jones, um, bare knuckle. If I said street fight, it's John Jones. He's an MMA fighter. He's got, but uh, yep. let's just say bare knuckle boxing. Um, okay. <sighs> um... I'd probably say, and this is this is Mike Tyson in his prime, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson in his prime. Uh, I'll have to give it to Tyson. Yeah, give it to Tyson. Mike, yeah. Mike Tyson. It's it just he's too he's too um. It's a thing with with anything really. Like I would never expect to beat an NBA an NBA player in yeah. uh, you know basketball or more a better a better uh, reference would be like uh, an NCAA All-American wrestling champion. Like I'm probably not going to beat him in a straight yeah, wrestling. Definitely. Um, so I and, and that that respect to the craft and the time that's given to be a heavyweight boxing champion. You know, that's that I got to give their credit. But there's always a chance. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. in, in any time when hands are flying, there's always a chance mm-hmm. at, at any moment. So. Uh, it's definitely not absolute zero. Uh, it, I wouldn't even say it's. I'd probably say it's like twenty percent chance that okay. John wins. Um, definitely. but I'd pretty heavily on. I'd bet the money on uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Mike Tyson is up there for me when it comes to uh, fighting and stuff. But a lot of. Uh, I mean, John Jones just won the heavyweight championship recently, and I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of stuff, and he's just. I think he's kind of the modern day Mike Tyson, but I don't think he's yeah. hit his prime prime yet. I feel like he's got. He's still climbing, you know, climbing the mountain. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also curious, you know, to see how he handles future challenges at heavyweight. Yeah. So, and yeah. he seems to be doing it the right way by bulking up the correct way to do it and everything. Yeah. And obviously, super intelligent and everything. So he's definitely gonna. He's definitely got more time 
to, to go. Definitely, definitely. Um, so this one's really goofy. Uh, Logan Paul versus Jake Paul boxing match or MMA match. <laughs> I don't even. I don't. One of them's a wrestler, right? I don't yeah. know which one. I don't really follow him that much, but yeah. I know one of them's. Whoever is the better wrestler is one. I don't know though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, it might be Logan Paul. I think he, but he does like WWE, so it's. Okay. It's, you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Um, and then the last one: Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. In Jiu-Jitsu, um. I I would say well, I mean Elon Musk is definitely bigger. Mm-hmm. I think significantly bigger than than yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, but I also watched the Joe Rogan podcast with Elon, where he said he doesn't even feel like he'd have to train. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I hear that Mark Zuckerberg is like obsessed with training. So yeah. I'd probably. How how long is the training time before the fight? That's the that's the real question. Let's give them. I want to be fair because it would be both their first kind of I guess professional type fight, mm-hmm. uh, like six months or so. They'd have six months to train up. And if I'd have to give it to, if they're both training equally, I'm going to give it to Elon uh, Elon Musk. If if it seems if it sounds like Elon's kind of slacking on his training, I'll give it yeah. to Zuckerberg. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like Zuckerberg has an advantage, but at the same time, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, like you were saying earlier in the interview, uh, Elon Musk is like very technical minded. I mean, he's built all these businesses and crazy inventions that are like almost science fiction to figure mm-hmm. out problem solving like that. So I feel like that's a lethal kind of mind to, if you were to put that yeah, in yeah. combat I sports. Love, I would love to see how he um, learns techniques and how he connects dots. In, yeah. in in combat sports world that would be uh, it would be cool to see that part of his brain yeah definitely definitely so i have one more question for you mm. so if you could make any impact if you could say one thing to maybe it's a younger version of yourself to the next generation to your students and have an impact what would it be um <clears throat> i think uh i think i would if like if I was talking to myself and had a time machine and went back, I would uh I would try and convince myself that I'm the guy. Um I, I think for me, uh a lot of my time like growing up and you know, even in competition when I did well and when I didn't do well, um, it was always just a, a non confidence and belief that I am this I'm like the number one character in the story. Um and that uh, almost like an imposter syndrome. Like I kept, I kept winning, I kept doing good, but I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just not this next guy, yeah. or I'm just not this guy. That, yeah. um, so I think I would try and uh, convince myself that I'm, or at least show show the facts to my old self that you know I am the guy. I'm the, I'm the man oh, on yeah. the pedestal right now. So, um, and I think that was a, a, a really transformative experience for me when I when I figured that out. I had a little bit of imposter syndrome. Hell yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Another awesome answer. Very, uh, you're very, uh, it's layered, you know? I like, I like, this was a good interview, man. So I appreciate your, I appreciate your time, Casey. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm working on hopefully doing an in-person podcast at some point with uh, one of my friends and stuff like that. We're going to, we want to do an in-person type thing. So hopefully it's in uh, Connecticut in uh near it's it's in near bristol um i don't know what town we'll be doing it in but uh 
uh, New Britain, Bristol area. So I'll keep you updated, man, if you're interested to come down and do another 100%. interview. It's been, it's been great. Hell yeah. Again, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace.